This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. The Charlotte Bach Festival returns to the Queen City with a full schedule of recitals, concerts, and educational opportunities, and it draws talented musicians from across the country to celebrate the artistic legacy of Johann Sebastian Bach. The festival runs June 9th through the 13th, and here to tell us more about this special series are four musicians closely associated with it. Aislin Noski is concertmaster of the Bach Academy Charlotte Orchestra. Margaret Carpenter Haig is the organization's director of artistic planning and manager of the Cantata Choir. Laura Atkinson is education director for the festival, and Derek Miller is a vocal fellow this year. Welcome to you all. Thanks so much, Frank. Aislinn, let me start with you. Since you're concertmaster, I think you're probably in the best position to answer this question I have and that I imagine lots of listeners have. Um, the Bach Academy website talks about historically informed performances. So what does that mean for the musicians who play in the uh, Bach Academy Charlotte Orchestra? Yes, that's correct. We use instruments that are historical and are much more closer to the instruments that Bach would have played himself and worked with and composed for. Um, I'm sure your listeners probably know that over the generations between now and then uh, and the past time, the, the, the string instruments and wind instruments and brass have all um, been changed. You know, some changes are subtle, some changes not so subtle, different kinds of strings, different, um, more keys, if we if we want to, um, and the, of course the harpsichord sort of fell out of fashion completely. Um, and if you go to a, a modern orchestra, you won't see a harpsichord on stage most of the time. Um, but we we feel that using these older instruments helps us uh, access, uh, try to access what Bach's own sound world may have been back in the day. And as concert master, how does that change your role? Well, um, it doesn't really change my role that much as I, I serve as concertmaster in several places. I'm very fortunate to do so. I also work with the Handel and Haydn Society in Boston. And as concertmaster, I guess in a way, I'm a little bit the manager, manager, middle management of the yeah. of the string section. And I act as a go-between, um, between uh, as well as other things, but I'm, I'm kind of a go-between uh, from the conductor to the violin section. I'm helping logistics, ideally. Um, but there's other aspects of the role, too. Um, in, the, in the 18th century, concertmaster meant master of the concert, and often the concertmaster was the person in, in charge of everything. Um, a famous example is Haydn. Haydn took care of organizing his musicians, preparing concerts, writing the music, and he even really took care of them uh, as a friend. Um, so I guess my I try to look after that, look towards that traditional role and be as helpful as I can be to everybody. <laughs> Sounds like a big job, but I know you're up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Margaret, what about you? Has the human voice uh, changed that much in 300 years? Are there things that you have to keep in mind as a singer uh, and the, the manager of the cantata uh, choir in terms of how to perform box music? Um, I, I wouldn't say that the, the approach to singing um, has necessarily changed, although I'm sure there are people who would heartily disagree with me. Um, but I my own my own experience um having having spent a lot of time working with uh groups that are historically informed quote unquote um is that it, our our job is slightly more collaborative um we are a smaller choir than than many other choirs who might uh, perform this music and we are a choir comprised of, of soloists um and, and i don't mean that in a in a diva ish way um but i mean that in in the way that, that we approach the music we um we're, we're singing fully, um, but we are also listening for what's around us. And um, and also, I hope, very much uh, in tune, both metaphorically and uh, literally 
um, with with the instrumental ensemble. So we are we are um, part of that instrumental ensemble. We are we are instruments in ourselves as well. And I suppose the familiarity with the text of these Bach works, uh, most of them sacred works, uh, is a key part of your work as a singer. Yes, absolutely. And I, I see Aislinn nodding as well. And I know that um, uh, many of my colleagues who are, are historically informed, again, quote unquote, uh, instrumentalists, uh, really, really use the text in a way that um, uh, modern instrumentalists maybe are not are not using quite so much. Um, so it's, it's uh, always interesting how, you know, we have to be aware of what the text means, but also understand how the language uh, is constructed. And we all work, the choir and the orchestra together, to uh, get that across, either in terms of our diction and declamation, or in terms of our bow strokes or articulation. Laura Atkinson, you're a education director. So what does that entail? Uh, I know I've always found it uh, incredibly educational to attend uh, the performances of the Charlotte Bach Festival because of the commentary that Scott Allen Jarrett frequently provides and the insight into the music that's just so uh, uh, informed. You know, it really it gives us an appreciation that as listeners, we wouldn't normally have from a casual listening. So uh, are you part of that or are there other activities that you supervise? Well, when we were establishing the festival, I think it was clear very early on with everyone that we wanted one of our most basic and uh, strongest cornerstones to be that of education. I think um, we it was clear pretty quickly that we were able to kind of gather extremely uh, professional and highly specialized musicians. And that came together quite quickly. I think that speaks a lot to Scott's leadership. Um, and then almost immediately we thought, well, we can do more with this. We can extend this now to a younger generation of younger professionals who are either maybe uh, just graduating from a program or perhaps they are uh, they have a foot in the door and they would like to learn a bit more about this kind of specialized singing. And so we established several uh, education components and the one that we are most proud of, I have to say, and uh, most excited about is the, our vocal fellowship program. Describe that for somebody who isn't familiar with how that would work. Sure. So we um, identify through a couple of different methods for young singers who are in the field or who are wanting to be in the field. And we invite them to come work as vocal fellows at our festival. And it's just a quartet. So we have one soprano, one alto, one tenor, and one bass. And uh, they come. And what I think is special about our program is that there's no sitting on the sidelines. There's no, you know, watch the professionals do what we are, we know how to do and you can learn. It's very, very integrated. They come and are immediately a part of, a, like Margaret said, a very small ensemble. And it's a symbiotic relationship as well because, because it is so small, we need their artistry as much as perhaps they are interested in learning from us. And in that same vein, having it be such an intimate kind of uh, setting and program, I think there's a lot of opportunity to learn quickly. They can watch um, professionals work at a very close range, of course, and work with professionals. There's coachings that happen, individual coachings with Scott to kind of get a, a more nuanced take on how to sing a certain aria, how to how to perform a recit, what the German language means in this particular cantata, that kind of thing. 
And then this year, I have to say, we're very excited. There will be a, our very first Vocal Fellows recital where our fellows are featured alone by themselves. They are the soloists and they are singing uh, three cantatas of Bach's. And we're super excited about that. Well, Derek, it sounds like Laura just set me up perfectly there to transition to you and to ask you about uh, this experience and what you're looking forward to getting from it. I don't know how deeply into it you are yet because we're recording this before the festival actually starts, but uh, give me some of your thoughts about uh, having this opportunity. It's so interesting, um, kind of the way the, the voice lies. I mean, this music is is so, so beautiful for me and uh, it's so enjoyable to sing as well. Um, for me, I think most of the benefit is gonna be the other, I mean, the, the professionals, you know, that we have within the choir. Yes, um, for many of the works throughout the festival, uh, the vocal fellows will just be supporting um, the chorus. But for our recital, um, we have a lot of, a lot of singing, um, and a lot of music to get through. And, you know, it's going to be uh, an immersive uh, and really intense experience. So I'm really excited to get to work. Uh, to wrap up, what I'd like to hear from each of you, and I know a couple of you are veterans of the festival, maybe uh, uh, all of you except for Derek, um, what do you look forward to most about performing in the Charlotte Bach Festival? Is it a particular work, a particular concert, or or what exactly? Let's start with uh, you, Aislinn. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for that question. I, I'm incredibly fortunate to get to perform with many different groups in many different places. And honestly, I, I get to play a lot of Bach, and I, I love that in my life. Uh, what makes me make a really special time and place in my heart for Charlotte is honestly the community. Um, the community of musicians, the artistic leadership, the administrative leadership, um, and actually the community of Charlotte itself. Um, it's it's really it's really special, and um, there's nothing else that I participate in that's just like it. So I'm really excited. Wonderful answer, uh, Margaret. How about you? I absolutely agree with Aislin and could go on about that, but since she's said it in such a beautiful way, um, something else that I I really uh, truly love is uh, singing Bach with Scott. He's he's such a, a both emotional and cerebral uh, a musician, and I have never worked with someone who approaches the German language in quite the same way that Scott does. Um, and I always feel like whether or not I have done my homework and understand every single word I'm singing, or whether or not the audience understands every single word, I feel like there is there is meaning behind every single word and phrase um, that I or the choir sings uh, because of the the um, informed uh, German experience and, and, and musical experience that Scott brings. So I, I'm, I really treasure uh, singing with such a wonderfully close-knit community and singing such beautiful music with great direction. Laura, your turn to uh, answer that question about what you look forward to in the festival. Well, I think you're going to hear a bit of a running theme about community, about what we all really appreciate about coming to Charlotte. Um, so I'll try and articulate it a little bit differently for myself. Um, I think one thing that's really special when you get together with artists who are so talented, but also so dedicated to to doing the music well, is that there's no one person heavy lift doing the heavy lifting. And so there's a kind of sense of relaxing into the authentic experience of trying to create the music in the the way that serves the music and the audience in the best way. So there, there's kind of a, 
you're allowed to leave your ego in, in a way at the door and really just experience music on, for me, what is a deeper level than I get to most of my life. Um, and to, to relax into trusting, there's this very high level of trust among uh, all of the musicians. And with that trust comes a real sense of ease and a real sense of flexibility and also a, a sense of getting to take risks in a way that maybe you wouldn't be able to in, in other circumstances. So there's there's a lot obviously that we really like about coming to Charlotte and working with Scott and working with each other. Margaret, you raised a finger. You wanted to say something. I'd love to, I'd love to add one more thing. Uh, Charlotte is my hometown and I um, I grew up there and I came back there for a number of years and worked there. And so um, running along the community theme, I have known many of the people who comprise our audience for a very long time. Um, and there has been something just just so special about seeing these audience members come along this journey of discovery um, and and becoming deeply acquainted with this music with us. So I just, um, I have a lot of a lot of love and heart for the the community of of audience um, members and patrons that we have in Charlotte, and love seeing them learn and get excited about this music. Excellent, uh, Derek. What is it that you look forward to in this festival? I think for me, it'll be great to get my feet wet in this uh, immersive um, program. Um, yeah, and I think it'll also be an introduction uh, for me to this to this world of of JSB. Um, and I'm really excited to show that I can do this at a professional level. Excellent. My guests have been Aislinn Noski, Concertmaster of the Bach Academy Charlotte Orchestra, Margaret Carpenter Haig, Director of Artistic Planning and Manager of the Cantata Choir, Laura Atkinson, Education Director, and Derek Miller, one of this year's Vocal Fellows. Thanks, everyone, for speaking with me. Thanks for having us, Frank. Thank you so much. And I should tell our listeners that uh, there's information uh, and a link to more information about uh, the uh, concerts and recitals of the Charlotte Bach Festival at the Piedmont Arts uh, webpage at WDAV.org. Look for the Piedmont Arts podcast. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.